1: What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't, aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, turn on notifications, like, comment. Let's know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest that you would like to have on, we're always checking comments on YouTube. Love to hear your guys' feedback, and then for your suggestions, get those guests or topics covered on the podcast. Today, I'm gonna to be chatting with Gus from Yukon Gear and Axle. I wanted to ask him about regearing trucks, some of the other driveline parts that they make, and get a better understanding of ways we can really take advantage of gearing, not just for new trucks, but also older ones. So it's gonna be a great conversation. Before we get to it though, I wanna give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors, D-Max Store, If you've got a Duramax from LB7 to L5P, these are the guys to head on over and check out. They've got a ton of different products for either maintaining the truck or if you need better performance out of it, um, whether it's pertaining to the engine, transmission, driveline, basically anything on that truck. They're Duramax enthusiasts, so um, if you're looking for some guidance, some help in making your truck run better, head on over to DMax store or call them at 877-4MY-DMAX. Also, our friends at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off discount code for you. Use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Great way to save some money on some cool gear where they need something for EDC or hunting, fishing, just something to have at the job site around the house. They've got something for any budget and a bunch of new products that hit the um, hit the market in 2023. We did an episode with them a few months back. They gave us a rundown of some new things that were coming out. And uh, you guys have sent me some really cool pictures of some gear you've gotten, save some money along the way. So definitely make sure and take advantage of that discount code if you're in the market. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Gus from Yukon Gear and Axle and talking about gearing for our trucks. Gus, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. There's a lot of gearing questions that uh, we kind of compile throughout the year. And I couldn't think of a better person to ask than than you. Um, yeah, I know you've been doing this a really long time, so um, it's a uh, pleasure to chat with you today. Look forward to learning more.
0: Yeah, I've uh, been doing this since two, uh, 2003. Um, that's when I started back with Randy's Ring and Pinion. Now I'm uh, the Technical Support Director for Yukon Gear and Axle and do the training and all the rest of that, yeah.
1: Oh, cool. I'll have a ton of questions for you then. Perfect. <laughs> um, start out with, there's a lot of uh, over the last couple of years, a lot of people who have been newer to diesel that have been getting into them and they might not be familiar with you guys. What what um, what, could you, what, what would you want to tell them um, about the company history, where you guys started, and the things that you guys specialize in?
0: Well, the uh, company started about 40 years ago. Randy Lyman started in his garage up here in the northwest. Uh, we've continue to grow and evolve over the years. Uh, You know, we're all a bunch of enthusiasts and stuff. Uh, We all build stuff. We all hot rod. We all uh, are very passionate about our jobs. So everybody that works for the company uh, is very hands-on, very performance oriented and stuff. So we all all relate. We're not just a bunch of desk jockeys or uh, paper pushers or anything like that. So, uh, we all have the same passion for the, for our jobs as what our customers do. So it makes it real easy to relate to the customers.
1: When, uh, the, when the company started, what, what, um, vehicles did, uh, did it specialize in? Cause it, when I think of diesel performance, I think of it as something kind of newer than Jeeps and you know, race cars and things like that.
0: Well, uh, the company started, uh, like I said, at Randy's garage. Uh, it was just kind of initially, uh, Doing differential repair and stuff like that, uh, primarily light duty automotive domestic type stuff. So, your general automotive car, truck, uh, you know, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, uh, you know, and of course, as uh, some of the imports kind of gain in popularity, like Toyota's and stuff, we pick those up. Um, you know, everybody that's got a you know a performance car or truck or jeep or anything like that almost everybody's got a tow rig to haul it with so yeah uh, it's kind of a natural occurrence there uh,
1: is that where the diesel stuff started was the guys hauling their jeeps and stuff out there to to the uh, mountains or desert and they needed some gearing
0: yeah and stock stuff uh for the most part most are geared you know for corporate average fuel economy Rather than for actual towing performance. So for most guys, you know, stock gearing, as long as the truck is stock, is still kind of as good as, or isn't as good as it could be. And then you go and you get, of course, everybody that's performance oriented. We're all throwing bigger tires on, more weight, everything else. Uh, so regearing becomes even you know, more paramount and more important to do. So
1: I thought of a question to ask you there <clears throat> because uh, our audience is. Really diverse with the year range of trucks that they own. And I'm thinking back to like the older ones, like say 03, 05, 07, um, basically pre 2007 and a half. And the yeah. gearing that they would need or want for those older trucks compared to the newer ones, where it seems like the entire truck is built around these emissions components that are on it, the fuel economy that's there, the way the transmissions are geared. Is it really different, the type of? I'd say gearing solutions you would offer somebody with, you know, a 2003 versus a 2022?
0: Um, yeah, you do get a little bit of difference. I mean, uh, when I think older, I, I mean, 2003 to me is still relatively new. Uh, I've been in diesel performance games since the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, so I think all the way back to, you know, the early, like the old naturally aspirated 6.2 <laughs> diesels, the old, uh, early 12 valve VE pumps, uh, all that kind of stuff. So so for those guys, gearing is very critical when you have such a narrow operating RPM range and stuff. So you get the, you know, a VE pump truck uh, for the Cummins guys where, you know, those things stock, they only rev to 23, 2,500 RPM. So when you're talking about a 2,000 RPM operating range, basically from idle to red line where you're pulling fuel, you really got to watch your gearing stuff Um, whereas when you get up into the newer trucks and you start adding more ratios to the transmissions you get uh, higher rev limiters everything else Uh, gearing is still very important because but it's more because your power band moves a little bit higher up in the rpm range so you get the guys uh, like the coming guys like love the fact that you know the old 12 valves used to just absolutely grunt and they loved running empty at thousand rpm nowadays the turbos and everything else aren't designed and with the volumetric efficiency range down in that rpm range they want to be turning up in the 1900 2000 rpm range to get up into the volumetric efficiency keep everything cool everything else so that's very important
1: I was thinking of, uh, of something that, um, you know, when I think of gearing, there's two things that mainly come to mind. One is the guy that's lifted his truck, or two mm-hmm. is somebody who's racing. But I think the third category is probably where the majority of people are, which is you have a stock or very close to stock truck, but you want to improve in getting that trailer moving or just that slower speed acceleration. I wanted to focus on that for a second um what sort of benefits would you get from yes i'm just thinking back to the older like pre 2007 and a half trucks So 4 speed transmission mm-hmm. maybe 5 speed mm-hmm. and they've got you know factory 373s or something else what can you gain by regearing a truck that's made to daily drive ho you know just like towing hauling things like that um and changing those ratios
0: well um probably the biggest things that you see is you get better engine longevity and better EGT control uh, and that kind of thing. So by getting the motor into the RPM range where it's designed to run and it's got good volumetric efficiency, uh, it gets you up to where, you know, uh, you get proper exhaust gas flow, you get proper uh, airflow through the intake side of it. More important, you get, things like coolant flow oil control everything else so not you know oil temps are important to everybody not just the ford guys with their old huey injectors and stuff like that but those guys see the huge benefits because you know uh, a huey injector being oil controlled injection when your oil temps aren't staying in control you see accelerated injector wear. you see uh hard hard start issues you see a lot of varnish buildup. You see all those kinds of things. Uh, and if you get the RPMs up, you get everything cooling properly. You can control water and oil temperatures a lot better, along with, of course, the the very obvious everybody focuses on EGT control. So
1: that probably becomes even more important when somebody does go to larger tires and a lift kit and they still got the stock gearing. That probably, that difference is probably a lot. Yeah, definitely something you'd notice.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, you get guys down even like a Texas, California, you know, hot areas, Arizona, uh, where you get even just subtle improvements, such as even just AC performance, you know, you get that thing up where it's moving some RPM, you get the uh, fan moves more air through the cooling system, your AC blows colder, you know, it's more comfortable to drive do you
1: find with you know, day-to-day and, and talking with shops and and people who call in that they're starting to understand how important or how much benefit they can get from gearing because a step back for a second when i think of my journey in diesel performance and being a diesel truck owner i always thought well i should probably regear my truck i'm trying to do something different with it but it was almost like an afterthought like 10 years ago it was something i want to do the turbo i want to do the injectors i want to do the tuning first do I really want to spend the money on gears and, and have it done? Whereas I kind of find now that people are much more receptive to the benefits that, uh, it can provide the way it can make a truck run better or perform better. If it's, you know, something at the track.
0: Yeah. People are definitely waking up to it a lot more, you know, the, uh, gearing always had a lot of voodoo involved with it. You know, a lot of mysticism involved and people are really starting to understand that, uh, doing a complete package where everything works in harmony really gets them a lot better results faster and better dependability all the way around. So yeah, it it definitely does pay big benefits.
1: And when somebody calls in and they've got, you know, a truck and they're running, you know, 37s or forties or whatever tire size it might be, what's the process that you guys go through to be able to line them up with what they need, um, making sure that it meets either their expectations for daily driving or towing or however they're using it. I just know a lot of newer people or people unfamiliar with the gearing and the ratios can get almost intimidated or really confused by, you know, what, do I want 456s? Do I want this other ratio? What do I really need to be happy with the truck?
0: Well, um We've gone, we've done a ton of different spreadsheets, uh, Excel programs and stuff like that to help us with the journey and stuff. Um, you know, we start with the basics of where do you live? Because the guy in Texas that drives 90 everywhere, or a guy in Florida that has zero hills and drives 90 everywhere is not going to want to gear the same way as the guy that's at, you know, uh, mile elevation up in Colorado, you know, chugging over passes and everything else, you know. Same thing with the uh, guys in the middle of the flatlands in the Midwest, uh, guys in the nor- Pacific Northwest, like we are. We're lucky if we see 70 miles an hour. So, <laughs> uh, but we go from sea level to 5,000 foot elevation in 40 miles. So for us, gearing is very critical for us. Um, you know, you get out into, like I said, Texas and stuff, where you have to compensate for the fact that they do, they de- they drive and they the guys want to tow at 90 miles an hour, whether their trailer tires like it or not. Uh, you know, you got to take that into account. So figuring out how much they tow, where they tow, uh, what their performance goals are, uh, that kind of thing, uh, along with what transmission they've got, what tire size they've got, that all plays a part. You know, and so the more information we get from the end customer, the better of an educated decision we can make. Uh, I love doing this through our live web chat that we have on our website because then I can drag and drop uh, screenshots of the spreadsheet that I'm working with directly into the chat so the customer can see uh, the actual RPM drops on a gear-by-gear basis and stuff uh, and see how that affects their power band.
1: I can see how that would be really helpful because a lot of times, um, you, you know, like, as an enthusiast, you'll know somebody. And they do, they lift their truck or do different, uh, tire size. And maybe I want to do that in the future. And they throw this set of gears in and they love it. And then I ride around with them. And I'm like, I don't quite, I want something a little bit different. And so I think being able to take it really on a one, one by one basis and learning what they want to do is probably invaluable to making sure they get that right set right away.
0: Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, and being performance enthusiasts, you know, uh, a lot of guys on the forums, they'll have probably do one gear change ever. So they know what they went and they researched and that's what they did. And they're happy with it. Uh, whether they went with their recommendation, somebody else's recommendation, just what they read on the internet, what have you. And a lot of times it's kind of re-educating what some of the misconceptions are on the internet stuff. So yeah
1: that's what's fun about doing a podcast and chatting with uh, as many people as i can about different topics Is really the education part because it we think of a truck and there's so many different components to it and then everyone's individual wants or needs are different and it can be tough to find that information so i always like to go right to the source and be able to ask you guys questions which is what we did before this podcast is I posted up and said, hey, what kind of gearing questions that you know, do you guys have so I wanted to ask you a few of those. And then uh, I'm sure I'll have some more as, as we chat here a little bit, but I thought these uh, these would be really good um, one guy asked are all gears the same or a company use different materials, so I think. You know, when we think about turbos we got cast wheels billet wheels and you know different types of things and we're kind of conditioned to ask that question, um, but when it comes to, to gears, is it kind of all the same material or is there separation. Um, between choices that are out there between you know one type of material that one place uses and then you know versus another place
0: yeah uh, pretty much every manufacturer has their own secret sauce or their secret recipe as far as uh, the metallurgy of the gear sets uh, a lot of them are very similar uh, but not only do you get differences in the metallurgy so you know just small changes in Uh, silicone or moly or you know chromium or zinc or any of the rest of those that affect it but you also get differences in the heat treatment uh, as well as the final machining processes that are involved Uh, so yeah you can have even something where the metallurgy is very similar you can get dramatically different end result just by different heat treatment processes so you can
1: I was just thinking, how how would that show itself? Say in a hard use application, or maybe it's not even hard use, um, like with heat treatment and machining. Would it be like a premature failure that somebody may see, um, or would it be more extreme use? You know, this formulation, just call it A, can withstand, or, or what is the difference that the the truck owner may see based on those differences?
0: Um, it's a balancing act. So for like a performance use, like a sled pull truck. Uh, you would generally actually want a softer gear set. So something that's a little bit more ductile. So it takes those shock loads, it takes the impacts, it takes the deformation of a sustained high load, you know, dragging a 40,000 pound sled, or, you know, when you get the wheel hop at the end of the track and you're on some hard clay and it wants to just chatter and stuff, uh, that takes a whole different level of uh, heat treatment and stuff versus the guy with a tow rig. Uh, a tow rig guy is going to want a hard gear, but he doesn't want it so hard that it becomes brittle. Whereas the guy that's just an average street guy, you know, you can get away with a little bit harder of a gear, give it a lot longer lifespan. Um, you know, think of it back, uh, I don't know, a decade or two ago, back when everybody was coming up with their secret sauces for transmission input shafts on their automatics. Yeah. You know, 300. 300M became, you know, the for about a year became the ultimate input shaft. And then everybody realized, oh, that sucks for the tow rig because it becomes too brittle. So, same thing with a, a gear set, you can get too brittle and too hard and too strong, and it can't deflect to absorb torques, uh, lo- torque or the shock loads or the vibration.
1: That makes perfect sense that's a really good analogy we cover transmissions a lot on the podcast yes. and shock load and um different challenges that different trucks have and when you're mentioning the process of, of depending what they're doing with the truck whether you want it a little softer a little harder and people call into you guys is that something where somebody calls in and they've got a three thousand plus horsepower sled pulling truck and they need a set of gears you guys are you guys can offer them a solution versus somebody says, Hey, I put a hundred thousand miles a year on my truck. I'm towing trailers all over the country. I need something for my vehicle.
0: Um, For some applications. Yes, there are sometimes uh, specialty gear sets available. So uh, pro gears, which are going to be your soft gears are generally going to be made out of a different metal than than the typical street gear and everything that we normally would sell. Uh, street gears and tow rig gears, for the most part, are going to be very similar. Okay. Um, you you do get, uh, like on some of the newer vehicles, like the, the GMs and the Dodges with that giant 12-inch rear that's available and stuff, because that's designed right from the get-go as just an absolute tow monster, the heat treatment is going to wind up being a little bit different than, say, your average 11.5-inch AAM axle, where it's going to see multiple purposes. Uh, yeah, same, same thing. Some of the older Dana axles and stuff like that. Uh, there are some pro gears, uh, in ratios that are going to be specific to performance applications, uh, for the guys that are super deep sled pull gears and stuff, uh, 620s, 589, stuff like that. Uh, those typically will also wind up ha- having an increased spline count on the pinion shaft, uh, so going to say a thirty-five spline pinion shaft as well as the larger axles and everything else.
1: I'm starting. I'm starting to see how there's uh, not all gears are the same. There's a lot of different choices out there and things, things like that. There is. <laughs> the uh, we we had another um, listener ask a question. He said, "When changing gears, do you still use a factory differential fluid, or is it going to change? Do I need to use additives? Or are there is there anything different I need to do with my maintenance schedule?"
0: Oils are going to follow factory guidelines for, the, for 99% of users. Uh, oil viscosity and stuff is going to be more load and temperature dependent. So, you know, you get the guys down in Death Valley, down in Arizona, down in Texas and stuff where they have to run a, a thicker oil. Otherwise, that stuff turns to water. You get the guys up in Minnesota and uh, the Dakotas and Canada and stuff where they see frigid cold. And those guys are going to be running, uh, you know, the 80-90 most of the time. And 80-90 will cover, I would say, probably 90-95% of most people in the country. It's just the guys down those super, super hot climates where you really have to watch uh, go into a thicker oil. As far as as additives, uh, additives will be dependent mostly on what you run for a carrier. So if you've got a stock style POSI, then yeah, stock fluids will ma- meet that goal. If you run in an aftermarket limited slip, a lot of the aftermarket ones run composite clutches instead of the paper clutches like the factory ones do. And so those require specific additives.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was just going to ask that once we get into some of the other parts that make up a differential and other things, which I'm sure we'll get to um, here on the podcast. I thought it was a really a really good question and it kind of led into the next one which is heat in the differential. I know differential covers are really popular, um, for a bunch of different reasons, but is that something from your guys' perspective that is needed? Are there any drawbacks? Is it, you know, just completely up to the, the truck owner if they want to run something other than a factory style div cover?
0: Um, for a tow rig, heat dissipation is really important. Yes. Um, gear oil is designed to work in about the, on an average daily driver, uh, not towing, you're going to be in the 170 to 200 degree range. Guys towing, depending on how heavy you're towing and the area, you know, if it's hills, what have you, uh, that's going to be in the 200 to 225 degree range. Generally, most gear oils start to break down about the 250 degree range. So once you start getting much over that temperature, yeah, oil control and temperature control becomes very critical. So uh finned covers uh work great for helping to dissipate the heat the high volume covers realistically don't do a whole lot volume only delays the temperature increase so you know you're heating up an extra quarter to a boil but it's still going to get to the same temperature so it it kind of doesn't really help that much to increase capacity
1: that makes sense yeah that was a That was a good question. And I think, you know, as truck owners, we always want to protect our investment, especially, um, you know, how expensive they are. Even if they're not new, the, the used market has definitely gone up a ton. So we want to try to avoid certain failures and, and things like that, um, you know, if if at all possible. Um, kind of on that same line is, I was browsing around on your guys' website and I was looking at different gears, different ratios. I saw a ton of other stuff that you guys do. And I wanted to have mm-hmm. you chat with us a, a little a little bit about that. And I know some of it um, will probably bleed over into Jeeps and other types of vehicles. But as you said, these guys are towing these things with diesel trucks. And so I was curious what other stuff that you guys offer.
0: Well, uh, trying to stay, you know, relatively diesel related to fit your guys' crowd. Um, some of the most popular stuff that we do, like for the Dodge trucks, is our free spin kit. So that gets rid of the factory unit bearings, it allows you to convert to a live spindle, Uh, gives you a locking hub so you can unlock it. Uh, I find that, yeah, you do get a fuel economy improvement. Yes, you do have decreased wear and tear on the front end and everything. It steers easier. What I love the most about it is that for us diesel guys, we can go in uh, when you're moving a trailer around in the yard and stuff, you can throw that thing in four low you can unlock your hubs and you now have two wheel drive, low range. So you can back up trailers. You can move real slowly and stuff like that. It's amazing. uh, The difference that that makes for just usability of your truck, or if you're in the Northwest like me and you sit in traffic all day, you can sit there, put it in four low and uh, with the hubs unlocked, and you can sit there and not have to uh, give your leg a workout, pumping the clutch and everything. You know, you got a big, Big heavy iron giant triple disc or something like that with a thirty five hundred pound plate or more. You know, you walk in circles with that big left leg.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm an automatic oh. guy, so I just have two pedals to press. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um, other things that we offer, we of course do chromoly axle shafts for both front and rear and most of the uh, solid axle applications. So your Fords and Dodges, we do. Chrome only axles for the GMs. We do them for the rear. We don't do any chromos for the front. Uh, we got traction devices, whether it be upgraded, limited slips. We've got mechanical lockers uh, for the sled, goal, sled pull guys and the performance guys. We have spools for some applications. Uh, we got big spline kits to go from, say, a stock 30 spline on an AAM axle up to a giant 37 spline. Uh, we can do 37 Uh, spline and dana axles uh all kinds of stuff like that then of course uh with the family of brands like uh from randy's worldwide that covers yukon gear and axle and stuff we also have stuff like carly suspension so you can make your truck ride better uh we've got icon vehicle dynamics that uh they do a lot of different suspension stuff shocks uh control arms got a killer uh raptor kit that just got dropped um, and then of course all of the normal cheap stuff and and that kind of stuff
1: awesome that'll give people a. It, it, it's what's so cool about it is I see like a complete solution where regardless of what I'm doing or a lot of people have multiple trucks and or you know race truck or something like that and they're towing it with you know a newer diesel is just being able to address the upgrades for, for different ones. And just being able to, I think find basically like one place I can go and get all the solutions I need as it pertains to gearing axles, things like that. And I see so much of that in diesel. I'm sure you have, you've been around it you know, a lot longer than I have um, the guys with the sled pull trucks, what they're towing it with, or um, you know, the racing guys are just wanting to get a little bit more performance you know, out of it. And something, it, it cracked me up when we were, um, you know, planning this episode and he said, Hey, let's do it at this time. Cause you're not going to want to hear me over in the straight five Cummins. And I thought that's like the song of my people. I love that sound. Like that's, that's what, that's, me, right. that's what got me hooked on Cummins way back in the day. So I wanted to ask you about your truck, uh, you know, a little bit, what, um, what year it is, what upgrades, um, you know, things you've done to it to make it, you know, your own, make it, uh, enjoyable.
0: So my current trip, Truck is going to be an 08 Ram 2500. Uh, it's got a mildly built uh, 6 7 in it, uh, 68 RFE truck. Uh, Trans has been completely gone through. It's got billet channel plate. Uh, it's got all the servo updates, uh, big basket, big overdrive, big shafts, uh, the whole nine yards there. Uh, got an upgraded uh, transfer case in there. Uh, Rear axle is set up with uh, chromo shafts, uh locker, front axle is got our free spin kit, chromo shafts. Um uh, I'm putting on this week a uh, uh two and a half inch Carly pin top uh, kit with Deaver springs in the back, uh king shocks all the way around. You know, I'm gonna make it uh you know, go fast in the, in the whoops and stuff too. So,
1: <laughs> so is it something you know, when, when did you get hooked on, on diesel? I'm always really curious because the stories are, are so unique with our guests. What, what got them hooked? And, you know, like you'd mentioned the six twos and the six fives, and that was a little bit before my time. Um, like my first kind of knowledge or when I knew a truck was different was, I think like the, the second gens, like the 94s when they came out. And I really liked how they looked and I started to pay attention because they were a lot louder than what I'd hear from the ass trucks. <laughs> and from there it kind of progressively grew to, Oh man, I love the third gen body style. I love the sound of this. And then I got into them with an 0867. That was my first one. Um, okay. That was when I was ready to you know, finally, finally take the plunge. But what got you hooked on it?
0: So I originally got into diesels because I needed to find a way to feed my, I guess you could say adrenaline addiction uh, without going fast is what my thought was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I sort of lost my driver's license for going a little too fast. So uh, I needed to find a way to slow down. So I fell in love with a, an 87 uh, K5 Blazer with a 6.2 in it. Uh, figured that was going to be the perfect rig for me to play around with. I could, you know, put around, get good fuel economy. This is back in the uh, late 80s and stuff. Fuel was still 75 cents a gallon. Uh, and... It was great and then the performance uh, bit me and so i was taking that 6-2 naturally aspirated diesel and i built a uh, full tilt arctic pump on it uh started feeding it with a little bit of propane started getting a little too hot with just propane so i started feeding it a little bit of nitrous on top of that to cool it back down a little bit more fuel a little bit more propane a little bit more nitrous then i couldn't keep trannies together so then uh, was going through the whole tranny deal back in the early 90s and building that up. Uh, eventually, I had a 6 bolt Alice converter that was uh, reconfigured to fit in there, uh, so converters would stay together. Uh, and it was a K5 Blazer on 35s back in the 90s that would run 12s. Wow. That was, so,
1: that was moving back with, then.
0: <laughs> with no turbo. <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of defied all the laws and stuff and uh you know uh finally a truck got totaled uh got t-boned in an intersection uh put my diesel attic uh, on hold for a few years uh then i wound up uh, with no three dodge uh back in 04 uh started hopping that thing up uh set of big injectors big turbo big single turbo uh nv 5600 truck so I was working with the uh, South Bend clutch and stuff, uh, playing with double disc clutches and stuff on that uh, kind of got back into it and went in deep, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s, it was about a 700 horse daily driver. So uh, it, that was pretty good numbers for back then.
1: Oh yeah. Well it still is for something to daily drive and keep some of that reliability there that uh, I think is at the heart of why we all want these trucks. It's, it's like the power you can make with it the reliability for you know a ton of miles and that's what's so cool about hearing the stories is you know what uh what kind of got us into it and i'm sure there's going to be some guys listening that are into six twos and six fives and they'll always ask people get somebody on to talk about performance of it <laughs> you can do that so now you're now you're my guy i guess so <laughs> okay i'm out <laughs> <laughs> well that's it for today's podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well it was it was really cool to chat with you and like I said it's something that's been really fascinating for me to be able to follow is the process of people becoming more aware of hey, I can do a lot with gearing and on you know these newer trucks being able to take advantage of the tremendous power and the torque that they make and and really all the i think innovation you know that's gone into them and being able to gain you know things with it and it's it's something that can be kind of intimidating and confusing when we were just looking at it. But I think the system you guys have set up is really, it's really there to, you know, make sure that we get the gears that we need that, you know, we, we call you guys up, mm-hmm. give you the, uh, you know, specifications of what we're trying to do. And then you guys kind of take it from there and set us up with, you know, a complete solution. So that's going to give a lot of us some things to think about and make sure we get, uh, get our trucks running how we want to.
0: Yeah. And I think my biggest thing that, most people are scared of is RPM. Everybody's got that misconception that, you know, it's got to be like the old 12 valve comments and stuff, and you've got to be going down the road at a slow of an RPM, and that's just not true, um, you know, especially with the the way that they're able to do active timing tables and, uh, you know, multiple injection events and everything on late model diesels and stuff. Uh, you really can get those things to where they're much more efficient a little bit higher up in the rpm range and stuff and it doesn't hurt the way that everybody thinks it does so you know regearing and getting those things turning a few rpms really isn't as scary as a lot of people think it is
1: what if people got some questions they want to reach out to you guys and and you know ask questions specific to their build what's the best way to get a hold of you guys or be able to do the live chat like you mentioned and and be able to just learn more and get set up the right way
0: yeah go into Yukongear.com. uh we've got a live web chat that's uh works 6 a.m to 4 p.m monday through friday so pretty much any time i'm in the office uh, i'm on it uh we can go over you know gearing, we can do uh throw spreadsheets at you we can throw uh different tables and everything else and we can uh, work through it with you that's the best best route because it's real time you're really interacting with a live person you know it's not like calling comcast and getting on their uh (laughs) web chat and you know hoping that you get somebody that understands how to translate
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you guys are enthusiasts so you're going to know what people want and and the questions they're going to ask and i think that's really going to benefit them when they're you know looking to regear their truck and like i mentioned i appreciate you taking time today to chat with us answer the questions our listeners had and uh you know, help educate me as well, learn more about them. And I'm sure I'll have questions for you guys whenever I get to that point that I'm ready to do some of that, you know, low-speed adrenaline stuff that you were talking about. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's fun, so definitely reach out to you guys. Yep. yep. Awesome. Well, yeah, have a good rest of your evening, Gus, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch, you know, in the future. I'll let you know if, you know, on the podcast people have other questions and, you know, I'll send you an email and bug you, but it was really cool chat with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to reach out to me anytime.
1: Don't forget, diesel fans! Make sure and head on over to dmaxstore.com or give them a shout at eight seven seven four my dmax. If you own a Duramax, looking to do some upgrades or just make sure it's running the best it can, those guys can definitely get you taken care of. Also, our friends at Kershaw Knives have a twenty percent off site wide code for you. Just use code twenty diesel at kershaw.ka.i.usa.com. Take advantage of that, get some cool gear, and save some money uh, during the process. I want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen and a 23 Diesel, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who follow us on YouTube, um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, podcast apps. We appreciate the support you guys have given us. Uh, You guys are what keep us going. Um, keep us energized to bring new content. We look forward to bringing you a ton of cool shows here in
0: 2023.